Hello, this is Salil from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 3rd of December. India recorded 9,216 new cases of coronavirus in the last 24 hours, pushing the total infection tally to over 3.46 crore. The number of new infections is marginally lower than yesterday's count of 9,765 cases. With 391 deaths in the past 24 hours, the cumulative death toll has climbed to 4,70,115. A day after the Union Health Ministry announced that the first two cases of the Omicron variant of coronavirus have been detected in Karnataka, the state's chief minister, Basavaraj Bomai, said that contact tracing of the two patients is currently underway. Bomai is set to chair a meeting with top officials to review the COVID situation in the state. The two patients have been identified as a 66-year-old South African national who arrived in Bengaluru via Dubai last month and a 46-year-old doctor at a private hospital in the city with no travel history. Both were fully vaccinated before testing positive and displayed only mild symptoms, officials said. The World Health Organization has deployed a team of officials to South Africa's Gauteng province, which is the epicenter of the new Omicron coronavirus variant, for ramping up surveillance measures and contact tracing efforts as the country grapples with rising infections, the PTR reported. The coronavirus has infected over 264 million people in the world and caused more than 5.2 million deaths so far, according to the Johns Hopkins University. The National Investigation Agency has moved to the Supreme Court against a bail granted to UAPA accused Sudha Bharadwaj by the Bombay High Court, NDTV reported. Sudha Bharadwaj was granted default bail on Wednesday by the Bombay High Court, which said that a court that extended the investigation against her and prolonged her detention did not have the jurisdiction to do so. The bench of Justices S.S. Shinde and N.J. Jamadar, which passed the order, however, directed a Mumbai special NIA court to take up the case on December 8th and decide on the conditions of her bail and date of release. Bharadwaj has been in prison since 2018 after being charged with the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act over the Bhima Koregao unrest. The police had claimed it was triggered by alleged inflammatory speeches delivered at Enelgar Parishad Conclave held in Pune on December 31, 2017. Pune police had claimed that the conclave was backed by Maoists. The probe in the case was later transferred to the NIA. Sudha Bharadwaj is the first among 16 activists and academicians arrested in the case to have been granted default bail. Popular Punjabi singer and rapper Sidhu Musewala joined the Congress on Friday in the presence of Chief Minister Charanjit Singh Channi and PPCC Chief Navjot Singh Sidhu. The Punjabi rapper is likely to contest the upcoming Punjab elections from Mansa, his hometown, according to NDTV. Musewala, during his induction into the party, said that he had started his music career four years ago but was now ready to take a new step in his life. He said, and I quote, I still live in the same house in my village. My father is an ex-serviceman and my mother is a sarpanch. Residents of my area, Bhatinda and Mansa, are associated with me. They have expectations from me, unquote. He further added that he was not entering politics for status or to earn praise. Rather, he just wants to become a part of the system to transform it. He also mentioned that he was joining the Congress party as it has leaders who have come from common families. Musewala has been accused of glorifying guns and violence through his songs. 
He was booked by Punjab police last year under the Arms Act on charges of promoting violence and gun culture in one of his songs. Before that, he was booked in another case after photographs of him firing an AK-47 rifle at a firing range during the COVID-19 pandemic went viral on social media. However, Punjab Congress chief Navjot Singh Sidhu defended Sidhu Musewala's actions at a press conference stating that the media personnel shouldn't ask about issues which are subjudices and that people of Punjab will decide about him. Moving on to updates from the winter session of the parliament. The Delhi Special Police Establishment Amendment Bill 2021 and the Central Vigilance Commission Amendment Bill 2021 were introduced in the Lok Sabha today following which the house was adjourned due to backlash from the opposition. The two laws were actually introduced as ordinances by the government to increase the tenure of the directors of the Central Bureau of Investigation and the Enforcement Directorate from 2 years to up to 5 years. The opposition is strongly opposing the bill because they feel that this law would make the CBI and the ED as puppet organizations controlled by the government. The Rajya Sabha today started off on a stormy note as the opposition continued its protest over the suspension of 12 MPs from the session because of the violence that took place in the parliament during the monsoon session this year. Congress MP Manikam Tagore has moved an adjournment motion in Lok Sabha demanding discussion on the Lakhimpur Kheri incident and seeking the dismissal of Union Minister of State for Home Affairs Ajay Kumar Mishra for his role in the incident. demanding to restore their entry in the parliament journalists and members of the press club of india have been continuously protesting since the last five parliamentary sessions urging the government to restore their access to the parliament for coverage media which is also referred to as the fourth pillar of democracy has an active and direct role to play in keeping a check on what the parliament or the first pillar of a democracy is up to As the representatives we elect sit and decide on laws that will govern us for the rest of our lives it is the job of the media to ensure that citizens get a detailed account of whatever our babus are up to listeners in the recent past this direct oversight capacity of the media to directly report from the parliament has been marred with impediments as journalists are trying to raise their long standing demand for restoration of access to parliament ever since it was restricted due to covid As cinema halls, restaurants and public spaces begin operating at their full capacity, journalists have been protesting outside the parliament urging the government to restore their access. Our reporter Tanishka Sodhi went on the ground to cover the protest. You can read the full report titled This is a fight to finish. Journalists take to streets against curbs on parliament entry. Only on newslaundry.com. We are able to report in great detail on issues such as these because we are a reader-supported news organization. We are accountable to only you, our subscribers. So, if you're not a subscriber already, head on to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscriptions start as low as rupees three hundred a month. Also, while you're there, do check out sessions of this year's Media Rumble, which are now available to watch on our YouTube channel. The India Meteorological Department today said that a depression over the southeast bay of Bengal has intensified and is likely to form a cyclonic storm in the next 12 hours. The cyclone is likely to cross the coasts of North Andhra Pradesh and South Odisha tomorrow morning. The storm once developed will be called Jowad as named by Saudi Arabia. 
after yas in may and gulab in september this will be the third cyclone headed towards the east coast this year for today the weather department has issued an orange alert for andhra pradesh and odisha which will likely receive heavy to very heavy rainfall along with bengal it is estimated that from december 6th the rainfall intensity will reduce and shift towards northeast regions which will also come under the influence of the cyclone with cyclonic storm jawad predicted to hit odisha this weekend farmers across the state are resorting to an early harvest and distress sale of paddy the international monetary fund late on thursday appointed its outgoing chief economist geeta gopinath as its first deputy managing director the second highest position at the multilateral lending agency after that of the managing director gopinath will succeed shofre okamoto as the first deputy managing director serving under imf chief kristalina georgieva this will be the first time two women would have the top leadership roles in the organization ndtv reported gopinath who was scheduled to return to her academic position at harvard university in january 2022 has served as the imf's chief economist for 3 years prior to her appointment as imf's chief economist Gopinath was the John Zwanstra Professor of International Studies and Economics in the Economics Department of Harvard. She was a visiting scholar at both the IMF and the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston, member of the Economic Advisory Panel of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, economic advisor to the Chief Minister of Kerala State in India, and the member of the Eminent Persons Advisory Group on G20 Matters for India's Ministry of Finance. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. and subscribe to our YouTube channel.